previously on the Omen podcast. How good is Koala's Italian? I'm going to take the Legasna. You mean the lasagna? Yes. I'll have the Legasna too. <laughs> Ethel starts to look a little bit woozy, and you and Ethel both fall to the floor. Uh, hello, Koala. Uh, my name is Dr. Bruce. You haven't left this room uh, in about four weeks. I didn't go on a... I have no idea what you're talking about. Homer never cared about my mental fitness before. When you were in your last mission, uh, the report filed by uh, Annabelle St. John said that you had a mental breakdown halfway through the mission. Could you uh, explain what happened in that? I grab him. <laughs> you grab him. Two armed guards come in. What is going on? You are now outside on what seems like a sort of tropical jungle hideout. So you run towards the jungle and you get to the tree line and you disappear into the bushes. And behind you, a giant force of angry-looking men with guns pursue you. What will happen next? Find out on this exciting episode of Omen. Okay, so you leap forwards and you dive into the bushes of this sort of jungle. You are now hiding in the forest from a bunch of very scary armed guards. It is very warm here. You're basically like in a very, very tropical environment. It's perfect for the bushwhacker known as Koala Jackson. All right, so they see me? No, you are hidden right now. You have, you've managed to leap into the forest and basically they have now sent out a team after you. So there's there are two guys on a um, sort of a moped uh, and there are a bunch of guys walking through the forest with their guns trying to find you. All right. Back when I was in Paris, I, I, I remember, like, didn't I read the book a little bit? The book with all sorts of nasty, magical elements to it. Yep, you did. I, I know what reagents are now. So I want to look around for anything like I can rub between my hands while... Because I was already going to rub my hands with a relative sort of glee because these motherfuckers are about to die. But also, <laughs> I want to see if there's anything like poisonous or magical I can rub between my hands to like give it some oomph, some drama. Do you want to roll for creativity? Yeah, I feel like this would be also be a focus roll as well. Okay, so I'm going to go with the, the greater of those two rolls. So I'm going to say that you roll for focus 14. Okay. You have a sort of... Rocky, st- not Rocky. Um, what's the other one who isn't Rocky? What's the other one that isn't Rocky? The Vietnam one, where he's Vietnam-y. Oh, uh, Rambo. Yeah. John Rambo. So you roll 14 in focus, and you have a Rambo-style sort of montage scene where you fashion a large weapon out of sticks. Uh, you coat it with the poison of a bunch of frogs that you find. You take this blood sap from a tree, and you rub it on your face in like war paint style, and you are now ready to take on these guys as if you were the predator in the film Predator. Oh, and I can use my little lighter fingers like a light, like the like the predator has. But yes, also, you can. It's like a light they can't see, so it's even better. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, what is this weapon I fashioned? Uh, it's a big pointy stick <laughs> with poison on the end. 
Like you rolled a seven in creativity. It wasn't going to be the most amazing weapon, but like it's it'll do the damage it needs to do. It is a viciously sharp stick with a lot of poison on the end. All right. Okay. So I want to get up in those trees. I'm getting up in the trees now. I'm starting in the trees. Okay. So you climb up into one of the trees, uh, and you are now hanging from the branches, like looking down. Uh, and the first two people walk underneath the tree below you. Tactical evaluation: How many people? Uh, how many people total, and how many people below me? Okay, there are eight people. Two of them are on the moped. Uh, two of them are. Uh, I'm going to write this down so I don't fuck it up. <laughs> so two on the mopeds. There's two below you. There are another four of them off to you, the north. And they're sort of just like walking around trying to find you in the bushes. Interesting. So we got around eight total? Eight total. Did I count that right? Eight guards total out here in this strike team. Eight guards total and two are below me. Uh, what's their situation? Are they scared yet? No. They will be. All right. <laughs> so what's the radius of like, can I focus my lighter to sort of provide a visible like light? Like they can sort of see what's coming. Well, it's daytime, so... It probably wouldn't show up very well. I do it, and it feels cool. Okay. Um, so, so that's fine. Uh, now I'm just going to sort of do a basic plunge. Uh, have you ever heard of a drop bear? I have heard of drop bears, yes. All right, so I do the the drop bear plunge, okay. uh, which is where I leap down, silent, but also screaming. <laughs> uh, you know what that sounds like? No? What does it sound like? So there's two elements to a drop bear sound. The first one is the sound you make. The second is the sound that they make when they drop to the ground dead. It's very important. They must die before they hit the ground. Otherwise, it isn't a drop bear plunge. It's just a bear plunge. And we all know that bears are shit. So as I'm dropping, the sound I'm making is something akin to... (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Could you roll for strength, please? And that's mixing, of course, with the sound of a, of, of a dead body. Um, I, w- I will I will do that in post. That's a 13 with strength, but keep in mind I do have a giant pointy stick you do. Uh, making that sound. Yeah, you are. So I'm going to say that the stick goes straight through the helmet of the first guy uh, and impales him, and he then falls to the floor dead. Uh, the other guy swings around in panic, uh, and he is going to let off a magazine. Uh, could you roll for agility, please? I don't need to dodge that. I headbutt him. What? You're going to headbutt him? I'm going to headbutt the gun so the barrel looks is like pointing towards him. But also, why would he give me a magazine? It's very confusing. I ignore it to do this thing. It's a strength of 18. Fucking hell. You headbutt the gun. Uh, the gun flips around in his hand and blasts his face off. Oh, so he was going to shoot me. He wasn't... That That wasn't... Oh. Yeah, no, he was going to... I give, totally misunderstood what you were saying. He was going to give you the bullets from his magazine by shooting them into you. Ah, that is much more potentially painful. But now instead, he has given the magazine to himself in his face. Okay. So he is now dead on the floor. I feel slightly guilty about that. Yeah, you probably should. Those bullets, that gunfire, has alerted the other four to your presence, and they turn to run towards your location. 
What are you going to do? I don't need the gun. I'll take my big punky stick, go back up into the trees. Uh, not those exact trees, though, because that would be stupid. Yep. I won't go into the trees right next to those trees. Okay, so you grab your pointed stick out of the guy's skull, and then you climb up into the tree. Skull slash body. Yes. And then you climb up... It went, like, vertical. Yes, it went straight into... It, it went vertically through his skull into his body. Then you scuttle up into the nearby trees, and you look down again. Uh, I'm going to get them to roll for observation to see if they saw you. They rolled a six, so they did not see you. So you are now up in the trees again, and these four guys are below you, and they're walking around. What are you going to do? Disembodied English voice in my head. Yes. Um, are they scared yet? I would say that they are a little bit on the scared side. Um, not not overly scared. These are very, very highly trained military professionals. Can I drink in what fear that they have with the anticipation of further fear that I will inspire in their ranks? Okay, the... I, I will say that you drink in the fear. May, may I slurp the fear? I want to slurp the fear, Sean. You slurp that fear. And that will give you a plus two to your next roll because of fear slurpageness. Great. Uh, I feel like you might need that. And these guards are now sort of fanning out underneath you to try and find you. So what are you going to do? All right, so right now, I've got a lot of guards here, right? Yep, there are four Lots of them. Guards. A fairly normal amount of guards. Yep. There's also the guards on mopeds elsewhere. Yeah, they're sort of like running around the perimeter to try and make sure that you're not going to like escape this area. When they were running around the perimeter, were they also separated from each other? Coincidentally, no, potentially. They're, they're on the better. same moped. Oh, same moped. Yeah, so one of them's on the back holding their gun out and the other one is focusing on the driving. All right. Uh, I want to sort of move through the trees live and... Nimble. Okay. Uh, those, like, that isn't how I'm moving through the trees. Those are just two adjectives. Uh, I'm just moving through the trees normally, as I would. Okay. Uh, and I'm moving towards the moped so I can anticipate the next time the moped will come around. Okay. Yeah. When, when, is, when does the moped next come around? I just, it's, it's sort of like, at this point, I'm waiting for a train. I'm waiting for a train, except in this case, I'm not waiting for the train to catch the train. I'm waiting for the train to kill the train. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Sean. I wanted to say thank you to everyone who put in ideas for the Omen, Gibbs, Mose and Gadgets. By the time this podcast comes out, we will have recorded our first session of the podcast in Louisiana, and hopefully they'll be using some of your gadgets. Some of these gadgets are really awesome. They're really funny and really creative. I'm looking forward to those being picked by the players. Tonight, I'm actually going to be going through them, assigning them different costs, and just checking that they won't break the game completely. And then tomorrow, I will be giving those to the players to choose. And then at that point, we will then play on this coming Saturday. We're going to be doing it this Saturday, so that'll be the 9th, which kind of shows that I edit this kind of a little bit in advance. But that's fine. I think it's important that we get it in advance, so then we don't miss like a Friday. That would be a real shame thank you to everyone who's been sharing the podcast this month we've actually like doubled the amount of people who have listened to the podcast uh, it's ridiculous how quickly things are spreading now it makes all of us feel happy i was chatting with andreas earlier and he was really happy with how things are going please continue to share the podcast write us reviews do all that good stuff because everything that you do is helping us we don't advertise this so the more you do the better this time round we're going to be doing a podcast promo for 
the Big Hollow Radio. They are a sci-fi comedy horror fiction kind of podcast. It's not a tabletop RPG, but it is a sci-fi based podcast uh, where they like record and do a story. So if you like sci-fi comedy horror stories, then check them out. Have a listen to their promo now, and then I'll let you get back to the podcast where we'll see what Koala gets up to next. He terrifies me sometimes. Oh, crap. I'm running late. Good morning, Dr. De La Court. The time is 9.05 a.m. Would you like me to turn on Big Hollow Radio? No. Okay. <sighs> Tuning you in now. Christ, I hate this guy. I mean, do you hear this? All I hear is you talking crap. Kyle, shouldn't, shouldn't you be in the studio? Now, where I am is none of your business. Hi, my name is Quantum Kyle, and I'm the host of Big Hollow Radio, a podcast about my radio show. Who are you talking to? Inspired by the writings of H.P. Lovecraft and workplace sitcoms, the Big Hollow Radio podcast is a blend of irresponsible science, office drama, and conspiracy, all tied together by only the finest copyright-free music. There's no one else here. (laughs) So tune in today and watch my entire workplace fall apart around me in real time. Hey, you, you know you can't smoke in here, right? See you there. I'm Quantum Kyle, signing off. Where'd he go? Just as a quick thing, you may notice that this episode is slightly shorter than usual, but that's because the next episode and the episode after that are probably going to be a little bit longer than usual. It just happens that the flow of this episode ends on a really nice cliffhanger and I didn't want to waste it. I will make it up to you. So get back on with it, enjoy, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, so you uh, are uh, like you position you position yourself above the road that the moped is slowly like carving in the scrub, and you can see it starting to come round to make another pass underneath you. I knew it was making a pass at me. Yes. Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do mm-hmm. when this moped comes beneath me. Yep. There's a couple of ideas, but the one I'm thinking about most in the predator vein is throwing my spear really, really hard. First of all, I will say that the poison has been very unnecessary so far, considering the amount of brutal physical force I'm putting behind it. Yes. Well, I mean, it is very quick-acting poison. Well, there's no lingering death here. I'm obliterating entire pieces of bodies. I just want to make that very clear. This is true, yes. Um, aside from that, I'm looking down at these people, and for a second I feel a kinship with them because it will make them easier to kill. Uh, I'm going to throw the spear so hard that it just basically carries the head off of the guy who's driving the moped, and 
then the moped's gonna, you know, go out of control and it's gonna explode and the other guy's gonna die. Oh, mop him up later. What are the, I, I want to take a guy's head off, but remotely. Okay, I, I, I can I can respect that. Could you please roll for strength? Yeah, I could. And then it's a seventeen plus the two for drinking in the fear. Yes, that's true. Okay, so I'm gonna say that that's a nineteen. So you do it. You lob this massive spear. Uh, it flies through the air, and that speed, coupled with the speed of the moped driving forwards, causes the guy's head to come clean off, and it impales directly into the guy sitting behind him holding the gun. The gun goes off, and the other four guys then like, turn to see the moped flying towards them. Could you please roll for luck? I could, and I want to, and I'm hoping... That is a 17 for luck! The moped goes flying towards the other four guards, and it collides with a tree that they are standing next to, and immediately explodes, killing all four of them instantly. The explosion causes a bunch of birds to come flying out of the jungle, and the forest goes silent. And you are there, alone, the predator. Can I drink in the fear? that is left behind by men who wet themselves as they realize their impending doom. You drink in... Again, not not drinking the urine, <laughs> just drinking the fear. You drink in that smelly, pissy fear, and it gives you a plus four for your next roll. <laughs> oh! Is the single last sound this forest makes. <laughs> You are now alone in the forest, um, just outside of this large facility. Could you please roll for observation to get a better idea of where exactly you are in the world? I don't care too much at the moment, but sure. I feel alive. Okay. You look around you and you see the beach nearby. You can determine that this seems to be some sort of like faraway island that you are trapped on right now. This is a volcanic island uh, and you are stuck here, so you're going to find yourself a way off. I'm not stuck here, Sean. They're stuck here with me. Do you want to try and make your way back to the facility? Okay, so what's my, my total number of options here? I see a beach, right? So you could walk to the beach and see if there's anyone there, or you could go back into the facility, or you could explore near the volcano potentially. These are all options. Okay. Sort of got three paths here. Um, yep. My blood is still up, but I'm, I'm, I'm actively trying to cool it. Gotta say, Sean, God, I want more murder. Yep. I really want to kill things. Yep. Um, but I also have the necessity of knowing my escape routes, so I'm going to go... If there are trees near the beach, I'm just going to move from tree to tree uh, in my prime, really, uh, until I reach the beach. So as you make it down to the beach, you look out and there are a couple of boats nearby, um, nearby a dock with a bunch of guards near them. Next to the boats, there is a large tanker. And as you sit there and watch as these guards make all their different patrol routes, you hear gunfire from in the facility. Here's the thing, right? There's a tanker next to all these guards preparing to do their thing. Now I've got the smoking wreckage of a moped, like, right nearby. Mm-hmm. Let's say, right, if the smoking 
flaming wreckage of this moped were to meet this tanker in some sort of fatal accident for everyone involved who isn't me. Uh... I would say that that would be very difficult to do, considering like how far the tanker is away. You wouldn't be able to get the smoldering wreckage through the, the this port area without being noticed. Can I take a piece of the smoldering wreckage? I guess, but you do have a lighter in your finger. Interesting. How close am I to the tanker? Quite a far way away. You're going to have to make it through this port if you want to go there. But there's also gunfire inside the facility, right? There is gunfire going off in the facility right now. You don't know what's causing the gunfire, but it's quite erratic and quite pronounced. Hmm. On one hand, I've got this opportunity to blow up a lot of things. Yep. On the other hand, there's a mystery. Yep. No, I know what I should do, but I also know what I want to do. Yep. Which is both. Yep. But I can't do both, because then they're all going to leave, and the tanker will be alone, and I'll just be exploited for nothing. But also, considering my tactical options, once everyone leaves the boat, that's going to leave the boat alone. Then later on when I come back, I can get on the boat and then blow up the tanker so no one can follow me from this port. This is true. Yeah, I think right now um, I'm going to take my baser instincts and follow them to the mystery. So you sneak through the bushes against the side of the beach towards where these guards are starting to run to, and you see the two guards that you're following get shot to pieces and fall onto the floor. And out from behind a wall nearby you see a very friendly face carrying two Kalashnikovs. Ethel! Yes, indeed. It is Ethel. The Omen podcast is powered by Ellipsis RPG, the accessible donationware rule set, now available on itch.io. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can tweet to us at the hashtag OmenCast, that's O-M-E-N cast, and who knows, you might get a special mention in one of the episodes from us. Thank you for listening, and remember, stay vigilant. You never know what's out there.